Hello everyone. Greetings to all who've gathered here today in the name of our precious Lord and Savior Jesus the Christ. This is the day that the Lord has made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. I am Reverend Dr. Lydia Waters, the senior pastor of Pacoima First United Methodist Church in Pacoima, California. And we are so happy that you've joined our worship. So we're going to gather around and prepare our souls, our bodies, our strength, our spirit to hear a word from the Lord. Do you have your Bible? Is there a smile on your face? Oh, we're going to begin with a song of praise to the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. The words will appear. Let us join in with our minister of music, Sister Hope Carr, accompanied by her husband, Brother Darnell Carr. And let us sing praises to the Lord our God. Because the word of God says, when praises go up, blessings come down. Nothing worth more that will ever come close. Nothing can compare. You're our living hope. Your presence, Lord. I've tasted. Shame is Beloved, our scripture lesson is found in the New Testament gospel according to Mark. 
the New Testament Gospel of Mark, chapter 6, verses 53 through 56. 6, 53 through 56. And listen now for the word of the Lord. When they had crossed over, they came to the land at Gennesaret, and they moored the boat. When they got out of the boat, people at once recognized him. And they rushed about that whole region and began to bring the sick on mass to wherever they heard Jesus was. And wherever Jesus went, into the villages or cities or farms, they laid the sick in the marketplaces and begged him that they may touch even the fringe of his cloak. And all, all who touched it were healed. The word of God for the people of God. And now I want you to pray with and for me. Oh God, as I symbolically find myself knee bowed and body bent before thy throne of grace. Oh, Lord, I ask that you would fill me with the Holy Spirit and allow the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O oh Lord, for you are my strength and you are my redeemer. In Jesus' name I pray it. Let everybody say, Amen. Our scripture topic for today is Take Me. To the king. Take me to the king. Oh, my beloved, did you know all around us today are people who are sick in their soul, people who are needy and broken because of sin and dying in alienation from the God who created them. Oh, many of them are our friends, many are our neighbors, and many our own family members. Many of them are aware of their need and are hoping that someone will come and get them and bring them to the place where their needs can be met. Oh, others are hardened in their hearts. They won't come because they don't realize how needy they really are. But all around us, Today, during this time, people who are represented by those needy people, just like the people in our scripture lesson today. Child of God, you and I, you know, we have a personal relationship with the main player in this story, King Jesus. He's the only one who can meet the needs of people perfectly. We, we're in a relationship with Jesus because we've already had some experience with him and we know personally how he is able to save anyone who touches him. We know that Jesus knows how to end our separation from God, our creator. We know that Jesus gives us eternal life. We know. We know that Jesus is willing and able to heal all the ravages of sin in our life and to make us completely whole. We know. Yes, we know that there is no person in the world 
that Jesus Christ, the King of glory, cannot transform if they will just reach out to him in faith. We know. We know that there is not one problem they could ever have that Jesus could not solve if they would only just let him. We know. We recognize Jesus because we are in a relationship with Jesus. And Jesus is the one. He's the one who's healed us and saved us and protected us, provided for us and loves us. We know that what Jesus has done for us, Jesus will do for others. That's what we know. Oh yeah, we know. And so, in other words, between Jesus and those needy people in our scripture and in the world today stands you and me. We are the link that joins broken people to the great healer of the soul. There, there can be no greater task, no greater task that we could have on this earth than to bring people to Jesus. There can be no greater good we can do for people than to get them to Jesus. Oh, Lord have mercy. We could give the whole rest of our lives to just that task, and our time would have been spent in the way best and most profitable for everybody. After all, you know, we say that our mission as Christian church is to go and make disciples of Jesus Christ, but do we really mean what we say? Look at our churches today. Are we living this mission statement? Or are we just reading it aloud and then turning around and saying numbers don't matter? The devil is a liar. Human beings are numbers that matter to God. Count them. Count them one by one because they matter. Can I get an amen? Amen. You know, you know I... I feel a restlessness in my soul. I feel a longing for change in my heart. I feel we are in a testing time, child of God. I feel that it is, it's just time to work the work and not just talk the talk. So, so I want to be more like the people of Gennesaret in our scripture lesson. I, I want to be consumed with the kind of passion that moved them to run out and get needy people and bring them to the one and the only one who can meet all their needs. And I don't want to be alone in my conviction now because I want you to become convicted along with me. Glory to God. So child of God, when we hear the voice of Jesus speaking to us and he asks, how many have you saved? How many have you left behind? What will our answer? Church of Jesus Christ, the world is calling out to us this very day. Therefore, let's just look together at this passage and let's, let's see what we can learn from this scripture lesson. In, in our lesson, we read about the reaction of the people when King Jesus came to town. So first, first they recognized who Jesus was. Uh-oh, we recognize a lot of people. I don't know if we recognize Jesus. We can see it in the first couple of verses. The Bible says, where we're told, uh, when they, that is Jesus and his 12 disciples, 
had crossed over, they came to the land of Gennesaret and they anchored their boat there. And when they came out of the boat, immediately, said immediately, the people recognized Jesus. Ah, oh, the reason that it's important to notice the word immediately is because their recognition of him involved a knowledge that motivated them to action. Oh, oh that's really, that's good right there. It wasn't simply that they waved at him and greeted him. In fact, uh, there's not even an indication that they greeted him at all. Instead, having immediately recognized him, oh, they immediately ran out to bring people to Jesus. I can already hear somebody thinking, and why would they do that? There's people who don't know Jesus like we do. Well, I'm glad you want to know because I have the answer. You see, beloved, they recognized who Jesus was, so they ran to bring people to him because they knew what Jesus could do. They knew what Jesus had done for some of them, and they believed that what Jesus had done for some, Jesus would do for more. When we know something good, we can't wait to tell somebody. You know it. You know it. When we have an experience, a miracle from King Jesus, we are excited to go and get somebody else uh, who needs a miracle to and bring them to Jesus. That's what we do. That's what we do when we love our neighbor as we love ourselves. We go get them and bring them to the king. Remember now, remember, the people had already seen him cast a demon out of people and had already seen him make a leper clean and they had already seen him heal a paralyzed man. They had already seen him restore a man's withered and crippled man. They had already seen him heal a woman with a 12-year-long illness with just a touch. <laughs> they had already seen him raise a girl from the dead and had even heard how in the neighboring town, Jesus fed a multitude of people with five loaves of fish and of bread and a few small fish. Wow. Wow, somebody ought to be talking about Jesus. The problem is we don't give him credit for the miracles that happened in our life. Oh, can we see that their act of wanting out to get people was a manifest demonstration of the fact that they knew about Jesus' power and sufficiency to meet any and every need. Oh, you got to know Jesus can do it. Glory, glory to God. They recognized Jesus as he got off the boat and they knew who he was. They recognized that standing on the shores of their town was someone, capital S, someone who could heal anyone who was brought to him. They recognized Jesus. The songwriter sings like this. Songwriter says, I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody about a somebody who can heal anybody. Oh, when we realize who we are not and then recognize who Jesus is, then and only then, will we run and tell it? Can I get an amen? Our lesson says, as soon as Jesus set foot on their shore, they immediately recognized him. And that leads us to the next thing that they immediately did. And, and that is that they went out looking for people 
who were in need. The Gospel of Mark tells us that they ran through that whole surrounding region. It's using the action words, ran through. It caught my attention, ran through. You know, it's a, it's a picture of movement, not, not sitting and waiting, it's, it's movement. Not, not sitting in a meeting, it's action. Have you ever watched children as they run around a playground and the, the smiles and the yelling and the joy have been able to run, to move, to see and to touch? We were created to move. We know what happens to our bodies when we don't move them. I'm really learning. Well, the same thing happens to the church when it's not moving out into new territories and meeting with new people and running into the broken areas of this country. An inactive church will dry up and die. Don't we realize that sitting around Soaking in our own egos, competing with each other in the church, doing the same old thing, the same old way. Don't we know, haven't we learned that that's just not good? Oh, this passage, this package makes us see an action picture. Action. I love action movies. And moving to action is what the people of Gennesaret were doing as soon as they recognized that Jesus had come to their town. Ah, there needs to be action in the church. Listen, people are action prone at a rock concert, at a football game, at a basketball game. Listen. You can't tell a Methodist from a Baptist, from a Pentecostal, from a Lutheran, or a Presbyterian or a Catholic when they are at a sporting event. I know it's right. They all are in motion, clapping their hands, waving their arms, standing, jumping, and expressing their emotions with movement. People will get all excited about people they don't even know. None of them players on the field know them. And they get excited about things, things they don't even need. Yeah, we do. However, the people in our lesson, when they saw and recognized Jesus, the scripture says they dropped everything and immediately began to run up and down the roads and pathways, not just through their own neighborhoods, but throughout that whole surrounding region. Ah, to make their way to needy, lost, hurting, and sick people. We need some Holy Ghost action in the church of Jesus Christ today. Now, my beloved, we know that in order to do that, they had to have an awareness of where the needy people were. Say amen. And, and that's another lesson for you and for me, isn't it? because we don't like to live or know about needy people. We are the ones who in this story, however, we stand as the middle person between the Savior and those who need his saving power. And listen to me, listen. I wonder, do we know where needy people are today? I'm reminded of the time when I was going into my senior year of college and I was looking through an Ebony magazine while at a slumber party. My eyes rested on an article filled with pictures of the horrible condition and culture 
that abject poverty, powerlessness, hopelessness produce. The article was about a project in Harlem, New York City in the 1960s. And at that time, Harlem was named the heroin capital of the world. It was a community of God's precious people plagued with crime and sickness and depression and gangs and rage and racism and wretched poverty. And I was reading this article about an action project called the Domestic Peace Corps. And I was just so moved. I was moved to action that I applied for admission to this experiential government project and I was selected as one of the 25 young college students chosen from around the country. Oh, praise God, nothing but God. Nobody but the Lord. And I left the comfort of my home and my family, friends, the familiarity of my community and my little church. I left it all to fly thousands of miles across the country to those in need. In this country, that experience changed my life and drew me closer to Jesus than I had ever been. And it was because, it was because of Jesus in my life that it all happened. But church, let's identify areas in need. They're all around us and then run out to bring needy people to Jesus. Let's go. Get on your mark, get set, ready, go. And that brings us now to the third thing we see from the people of Gennesaret. They not only knew where the people needed were, they're not all overseas, many are right around the corner, uh, the people who Jesus could make well. But they also went to great effort to bring them near to Jesus. And personally, I think that the thing they did was amazing. The Bible says, and they began to carry about on beds those who were sick to wherever they heard Jesus was. They, they didn't simply go around from house to house and knock on doors and say, just to let you know, Jesus is in town. So if you're sick, you might want to get out of the bed and get dressed and make your way out and find him. In fact, that might have been a very cruel thing to tell people whose condition made it impossible for them to go to Jesus. Instead, the people in our lesson, they took the initiative to go out, to get the people, and to bring those needy people, not just to their church. Oh, it's not their church anyway, the Lord's church, but to Jesus. And notice the details. We're told that they even carried people about on beds or pallets. Wow. And, and also notice, notice that in this lesson, we're told that they began to do this over a period of time. That means that it wasn't a quick one time only thing, but it was an effort that was carried out for a while. They, they didn't give up. They didn't give up until they got as many needy people to where Jesus was as they could. Because numbers are human beings and numbers matter to Jesus. Amen. Oh, church, oh, church, oh, church. We need to be more like the people in our lesson. They were Jesus' delivery workers. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
And then thirdly, the lesson says, they placed the people where they could touch Jesus. Not each other, but Jesus. In other words, they got out of the way. Too many people in the way. Jesus was the star of this show, not them. Pastor Mark tells us, wherever Jesus entered into villages, cities, or the country, they laid the sick in the marketplaces. Oh, God. The marketplaces would be the places of public concourse. It would be, it would be where there was a lot of people and a lot of space for them to mill around. It would have made it as easy as possible for a large number of needy people to reach out and touch Jesus as he passed by. Beloved, I wonder, I wonder. I wonder if this doesn't illustrate to us the need to make the way to Jesus as plain and as simple as we can. That's why I love these new praise songs. Sometimes people think that they have to go through a lot of ceremony and religious ritual to reach out to Jesus. We want to read liturgy that people don't understand. We don't either. We want to sing songs that make no sense to new people. And sometimes people feel that we are not good enough yet to even come to Jesus. They feel they're not good enough. But what a wonderful thing it is to make the way to Jesus as simple as we can. With no flowery language or complex explanations. Why can't we just tell them, tell the people, as the Apostle Paul said. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. Why can't we just tell them to simply call out to Jesus like the thief on the cross did? Lord, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Listen, listen, Jesus responded to that prayer by telling that man that he would be with him in paradise that very day. Glory to God. We can simply tell people the promise from God's word in Romans 10, 9, that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Oh, God. Oh, we could just... Quit it. Oh, my dearly Lord, my dearly, my dearly ones, my dearly ones, the needy people bring, were brought to the place where all they needed to do is humble themselves and pray. I can hear the people saying to us today, in addition to all of your great outreach ministries, your missionary work around the world, your feeding pantry, in addition to all of those things that we brag about, there is more. There is something more. People want to just, would you just take me to the king? People say, I, I don't have much to bring. My heart is torn in pieces. It's my offering. Just can you take me to the king? They say, truth is I'm weak. I don't have no strength to fight, no tears to cry, even if I try. But still, they say, my soul refuses to die. One touch from Jesus will change my life. No rules, no religion. I have made my decision to go to Jesus, the healer that I need. People want to know today, can you just church? Take me. 
to the king? Is Jesus in your church? Just, just lay me at the throne. You can leave me there alone to gaze upon his glory and sing to him this song. Somebody, somebody, somebody. Can you just take me? Take me to the king. Just take me to Jesus. Get out of the way. I didn't come to be with you. Can you just take me? Is he in here? Is he in this church? that we know that the church ought to be a place where people can find Jesus. So I open the doors of God's church and I invite you to join the church. Go to our website, fill it out, and we'll contact you. No, beloved, also I do hope that you will say amen to this service by just hitting the thumbs up button and by subscribing to our YouTube and other channels. And remember now, spread the word of God. Somebody needs to feed on 
the word of God because men and women and children, boys and girls don't live by bread Share this video. And now to the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, be glory, majesty, power, and authority before all time, now, and forevermore. Can you just take me to the king, we pray? Take me to the king.